and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is true and applicable for our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Once one begins teaching that the whole Bible is true, not just some of it, it is not long before someone responds by saying, do you shave? Which is a clear reference to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 27. How are we to respond? Is that what that commandment means? Does Leviticus 19:27 teach us that his people are not to shave our beards? Is it possible we are not considering the purpose and context of this commandment? Leviticus 19:27. You should not round the corners of your heads, neither should you mar the corners of your beard. We find that even different sects of Jews understand this differently. Orthodox Jews, for example, grow the corners of their heads rather long and typically braid them. Karyat Jews, on the other hand, examine the Hebrew and compare it to the Orthodox tradition and declare such practice simply tradition and not Torah. What is the truth? In any study, it is often wise to examine the root language in which it was originally written. The English word round comes from the Hebrew, strong's nakoff, meaning in its primitive root, to strike with more or less violence. By implication, to knock together, surround, or circulate, compass, cut down, destroy, go round, and close round. It should be noted that the verses mentioned both the head and the beard, and we should perhaps consider there's a reason for this. Also, it should be noted that after reading Strong's, that there is a primary meaning of striking violence in this particular Hebrew wording. Also, the very next verse states in verse 28, You should not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print, tattoo, any marks upon you. I am Yahweh. These are all pagan sun god practices in the mourning for the dead as noted in Scripture. Thus, this is the context and we should treat the commandment as such. Another verse, Leviticus 21.5. They shall not make baldness upon their head, neither shall they shave off the corner of their beard, nor making any cuttings in their flesh. Notice how this similar commandment is associated with the cutting in their flesh, just like in Leviticus 19. This is when obvious sun god worship practices should also come to mind for those who are knowledgeable and have studied these things. When they, the pagans, were mourning, they would pull out their hair with violence of their head and beard and also cut themselves. Sometimes they would follow it up with a tattoo to remember their lost loved ones. These practices were all associated with each other, and we cannot ignore that. We need to consider the context in which the commandment is to be observed and practiced. The pagans would also shave their heads in ritualistic customs in their mourning. For example, Isaiah 15:2. He has gone up to Bajith and to Dibon, to the high places, to weep, Moab shall howl over Nebo, and over Medoba. On all their heads shall be baldness, and every beard cut off. Another example can be found in Jeremiah 47. Because of the day that is coming to destroy all the Philistines, to cut off from Tyre and Sidon every helper that remains, for Yahweh is destroying the Philistines, the remnant of the coastline of Kaftor, Baldness has come upon Gaza, 
Ashkelon has perished. O remnant of their valley, how long will you gash yourselves? And also Jeremiah 48. For every head is shaved and every beard cut off. On all the hands are gashes, and around the waist is sackcloth. On all the housetops of Moab and in the squares there is nothing but lamentation. For I have broken Moab like a vessel for which no one cares, declares Yahweh. Ezekiel 7. They will wear sackcloth. Terror will cover them. Shame will be on all their faces, and all of their heads will be shaved bald. We read the same in Ezekiel 27. And shout aloud over you, and cry out bitterly. They cast dust on their heads, and wallow in ashes. They make themselves bald for you, and put sackcloth on their waist. And they weep over you in bitterness of soul, with bitter mourning. And finally, Amos describes a time when Yahweh's judgment will bring about mourning for the nations. Amos chapter 8. In that day, says Sovereign Yahweh, I will make the sun set at noon, and make the earth dark in the middle of the day. I will turn your festivals into funerals, and all of your songs into funeral dirges. I will make everyone wear funeral clothes, and cause every head to be shaved bald. I will make you mourn as if you had lost your only son. When it ends, it will indeed have been a bitter day. Quite clearly, the prophets confirm our findings from the Torah, the law, that mourning of the pagans is accompanied by cutting the body, cutting the hair, and cutting the beard. And Yahweh specifically instructed his people not to do these things in that context. Yahweh does not want us emulating the pagan ways that relate their worship of false gods. He said that over and over in his word. Deuteronomy 12.30 Take heed to yourself that you're not snared by following them. After that, they be destroyed from before you, and that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? We will do the same. You must not worship Yahweh your God in their way. Jeremiah 10 Thus says Yahweh, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are vain. For one cuts a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with an axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that move not. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field are they, and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, nor can they do any good. And Deuteronomy 12.4 You must not worship Yahweh your God in their way. Bottom line is that we should not cut ourselves, nor rip or ruin our hair out of our beard and our head with violence, as it is a practice of sun god worship, or anything else derived or associated with pagan false god worship for that matter. They would mourn to their gods in this way for the loss of their loved ones. Yahweh detests it when we take on the practices of false gods and reassign it to him. Yahweh declares what he wants and likes, not us. It should also be noted that there are plenty of other scriptural references in which the shaving or trimming of the head or beard is completely acceptable, as in the Nazarite vow in Numbers chapter 6, for example. Knowing this, we are forced to examine the difference of when, why, and how it is acceptable or not acceptable. It requires context. To determine a blanket interpretation that the cutting of the sides of the hair is always unacceptable is to pretend that the context is unimportant. Since sin is defined as breaking God's commandments, 
then anyone saying that we cannot cut our hair ever is declaring that Yahweh said it is okay to sin in Numbers chapter 6. That is just plain silly. Obviously, context should play a role in our biblical interpretation and understanding, or silly little contradictions will manifest in our doctrine. We must be careful to avoid such things and continue to test all doctrines to His Word and the context in which it was presented. The difference in what is acceptable or not is defined by its similarity to pagan sun god worship. We are to do Bible things in Bible ways, not pagan false god things in false god ways. To be consistent with Leviticus 19.27, you only need to ask yourself one question. Are you cutting your hair simply to cut your hair? Or are you pulling your hair out with violence as they did with the false gods and the mourning of their lost loved ones? Sometimes related to this topic and conclusion, we receive this question. Here's the question. In 2 Samuel 10, David sent out two spies that were captured and half their beards were shaved. So he asked them to stay outside the camp until their beard grew back. How does that not show that we are to have a beard? Here is our response. Yes, David did do this, but there is no evidence to indicate that this was because it was against the Torah to have their beard shaved. If we look at what was going on, it becomes more clear as to why David did what he did. 2 Samuel 10 verses 4 through 5. So Hanun took David's servants and shaved off half the beard of each and cut off their garments in the middle, at their hips, and sent them away. When it was told David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Remain at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. Verse 4 shows that the men were being humiliated by only having half of their beard shaved and half of their garments removed. This was done in rebellion to David to mock David as they were sent by King David to King Hanun. Verse 5 shows us that the men were greatly ashamed, so it would appear that David was showing them an act of kindness before having them come before him. He let them remain in Jericho in order to regrow their beards and look normal again. David is not telling them to stay outside the city, but rather to return to another one. This appears to only be to save them from their embarrassment, not because it was a sin. In conclusion, it does not appear that shaving one's beard is against the Torah. However, the biblical pattern in Hebraic culture usually consisted of men retaining a beard. One reason Yah did not likely make this a requirement in the Torah is because one out of ten men cannot physically grow beards. If Yah was to make a commandment that at least 10% of the male population could not physically keep, those men might feel rejected by a Torah-based society, or even worse, rejected or cursed by their Creator. So while a beard is not a commandment, it is understood that it is commonplace in the Hebraic culture. We hope that this study has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. For years, we've been told that Sunday is now the accepted day of the Lord. Ministers, pastors, teachers, all saying the same thing. But what if they were wrong? How can the fourth commandment be disregarded by millions every week? 
What scriptures are used for their defenses? If the Word of God truly stands forever, how can man's word dictate otherwise? What authorizes any man, church, or denomination to alter the Word of God? If the Sabbath was given to man, why should one ever think that God would take it away? Are you ready to confront your faith? Are you willing to let traditions fall? Learn what has been covered by centuries of man-made doctrines. Discover the truth as revealed in the scriptures of how the Sabbath is the sign between the Father and those who pursue after His ways. The Sabbath Day from 119 Ministries.